everybody and welcome back to Kevin's Podcast Show. I'm Kevin, I'm your host, and welcome people. Thank you so much for all the people who've uh, given me good vibes down the line for my little health issue there. I really do appreciate it. And we're back. We're back, folks. Again, I'd like to remind everybody that we are available on iTunes, the iPhone podcast app, Twitcher, Google Play, and you can find us anywhere that there are podcast pretty much also on the main thing that i use is anchor podcast if you want to start your own podcast show then just go get the anchor podcast app it's free that you can't get any cheaper than that and you can start doing your own podcast and i'll be happy to listen to yours you listen to mine and i like it that way all right folks right off the bat let's get started good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the spectacular KPS Arena in beautiful East Tennessee. The World News Boxing Association is proud to present three rounds of heavyweight action. In this corner, wearing red trunks with black trim, a fighter with a long pedigree, including being the former heavyweight champion of the world, the Cable News Network C. In, in. And in the opposite corner, wearing blue and white trunks with red trim, the reigning World News Boxing Association heavyweight champion of the world, Fox News Network. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Holy holies. Friends and neighbors, I'm just going to tell you right now, there's been a whole lot of shit going on since I've been gone. We had a midterm election, and, well, the Democrats got control of the House, but they didn't quite get a hold of the Senate. In fact, is they lost a couple of seats the way it's going. I believe they lost two seats. So they really didn't do as well as they thought. That uh, blue tsunami theory just didn't last. But we're going to start today's top three news with CNN, and we'll just go right to their app and get right on top of it. All right, they've got a breaking news story as I'm recording this. Multiple people are injured in a shooting at a bar in Thousand Oaks, California. Multiple people were injured in a shooting Wednesday night at a bar in Thousand Oaks. Ongoing active shooter incident per the Ventura County Fire Department. Please stay away from the area. Active law enforcement incident, multiple injuries. The Ventura County's uh, Sheriff's Office told CNN there was a shooting at the bar, but declined any details. Borderline Bar and Grill is a western-style facility that hosts theme nights such as country, salsa, swings. Uh, Wednesday was college night between 9 and 2 a.m. Okay, well, that's, that's pretty much just basic information, which... Would be really great if that's what they would do all the time. But, of course, it's CNN and, well, the next story in the next few days, it will be that there was some kind of Trump supporter, racist, bigoted, bastard son of a bitch that had a gun that was, uh, you know, automatic, but it wasn't automatic because they don't sell automatic weapons. And he had an assault rifle, and but he didn't really have an assault rifle. And, I, I, you know, 
let me just take this little aside right here. You know, the worst school shooting we've ever had in this country was at Virginia Tech, and you know what he used to kill those 36, well, those 36 people? You know what he used? Handguns. He used handguns. So the whole idea that you're going to ban some assault rifles and stop all this is bullshit. But anyway, I digress. So that's some just the facts kind of story there. And I'm really okay with that. I wish there'd be more just the facts kind of stories. But, you know, it's CNN versus Fox. So it's not going to be that way. All right. It's going on down. They had an analysis, which is opinion piece again. Uh... It says, Trump strikes sensing post-midterm window to wound Mueller. Oh, Mueller's back in the news again. And I'm just going to tell you, since the Democrats have taken over the House, there's going to be all kinds of people screaming for impeachment and screaming for this and screaming for that. And anyway, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, this is what they said. President Donald Trump's sudden dismissal of Attorney General Jeff Sessions was a swift strike to exploit Washington's new power dynamics after the midterm elections. Well, first of all, let's just say this. That wasn't a swift strike. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't a sudden dismissal of Attorney General Jeff Sessions. It was long planned that after the midterms he was going to resign, and he was resigning at the behest of... Of Donald Trump, and the reason why Donald Trump got so pissed off at him, even though Jeff Sessions, who was a senator, had supported him throughout the election and everything else, but the reason why he was so angry with him was because that he recused himself during the investigation of Russian influence into our elections, and Trump didn't like that. So, I guess... That's why he decided that after all this, they were going to go ahead and go through with it anyway. So uh, I think the guy that took over was the the next guy in line. He He's temporary. He's got to uh, uh, nominate somebody else and they'll have to get approval and all that kind of crap. But anyway, it represents a huge risk since Trump's ultimate aim seems to be to endanger special counsel Robert Mueller's Russia probe, and the move is almost certain to lead to an immediate investigation once the new Democratic House majority gathers in January. Well, of course. In a way, Wednesday was peak Trump, with the president making a transparent effort to change the narrative after GOP's monopoly on Washington power crumbled on Tuesday. Well, now, let's just not say it crumbled, but it did happen. You know, they took the House... But the Senate's still well in control of the GOP. But the grave implications of ousting Sessions means it adds up to much more than a normal Trump head fake. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me read that again. Adds. Uh, I'm not having very good luck at reading this. But anyway, it seems that the ousting of Sessions means it adds up to much more than a normal Trump head fake to drown out a damaging headline. His canning of the former Alabama senator and widened Republican Senate majority mean he could install whoever he likes in the Justice Department, giving him effective control over the investigation into his own campaign's actions. Well, he's the president. You can do that. That's how that works. Okay, that was number two. Number two, let's go to number three. Number three. All right. Trump's replacement for Sessions once argued the Mueller probe goes too far. The man taking over the Justice Department following Jeff Sessions' firing as Attorney General 
has argued that special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation went too far. Matthew Whitaker, who was Sessions' chief of staff, like I said, guy second in control, is expected to take oversight take over the oversight of Mueller's investigation in Russian interference in the 2016 election and whether Trump campaign associates colluded with Russia. This is a nothing burger, folks. I'm telling you right now, they end up and it's going to be nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. That's my prediction. A source close to the president told CNN that the idea of Whitaker ending or suppressing the Russia probe is not an option as of now. That's because he's the temporary uh, attorney general. He was the chief of staff. He was second in command. He was the head cheese behind Sessions. So he takes over whenever Sessions resigns. That's how that works. And it really doesn't matter whether he was on board with the whole Mueller investigation or not. Because he's not going to end up staying there. And the president's going to put in uh, into the actual position. He's going to be able to get it through the Senate have a lock on the Senate, the Senate's going to be able to approve whoever he wants in there. So this guy's just a place filter. That's all he is. It's a big nothing burger, folks. That's, that's my that's my thing. So we've got three stories from CNN real quick. They've got breaking news, and it was just the facts, and that's great. I mean, I want my everybody to know that I don't, I'm not being crass about people getting shot. I don't, I don't want... I don't think anybody got killed, but it says multiple people were injured in a shooting at a bar. Uh, you know, I'm I, I'm just saying that they reported just the facts, and we'll see in a day or two they'll talk about how it was a racist, bigoted bastard, son of a bitch that had AR-15s and uh, assault rifles and auto, automatic weapons and all that other crap or something. They'll come up with something, and it'll be screaming for more gun control. That's what that story will morph into. There was an analysis, number two, for CNN. Uh, It talks about how he fired Jeff Sessions, and he's going to try to get around the Mueller investigation. Eh, I don't know. And then the guy that took over for Jeff Sessions um, as the attorney general, uh, Matthew Whitaker, that's the third story. So those are the three stories on CNN. Let's move on over to Fox. And Fox has, there you go, the nightclub shooting, breaking story there. At least 11 injured, they give a number, at least 11 injured in a shooting at Thousand Oaks Nightclub. Suspect confirmed, oh, I'm sorry, suspect confined inside. Authorities in Thousand Oaks responded Wednesday to reports of a mass shooting just before midnight at a nightclub hosting a college night. Authorities said at least 11 people were shot, including one deputy at the borderline bar and grill. Police told the the Los Angeles Times that at least 30 shots were fired and the gunman used smoke bombs. It was unclear what type of weapon the shooter used. Uh, It wasn't immediately clear if the suspect was caught. Authorities said they believed the shooter was contained inside the bar and that there was no threat to the public outside the building. Uh, it's a very active scene, according to the Ventura County Sheriff's Office Captain Garo Kurtigen. Garo Kurtigen. I hope I'm saying that right. Anyway, uh, the officer was rushed to a nearby hospital. Kurtigen couldn't immediately provide information on the extent of the victim's crimes. Okay, about a dozen heavily armed officers were seen lining up against a wall, appearing to prepare to storm the building. Medical workers were seen loading at least 
one victim onto a gurney preparing him for transport. So another just the facts kind of story, and that's good. Number two, CNN has kind of been over this situation here. CNN's chief White House correspondent, Jim Acosta, who, by the way, has been very contentious with the president and with his uh, secretary, uh, his uh, press secretary, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and he's he's kind of an asshole. He's pushy about a lot of stuff, and he just goes on and on about a whole bunch of things that are, well, just not necessary. And he, like I said, he's kind of an ass. But anyway, he was at uh, you know the day after the midterm elections, the president was having a, a news conference, and he. Well, he answered a couple of questions from Jim Acosta, and then he said, that's enough, you're done. I'm done answering questions from him. He refused to give up the mic because they pass a mic around to the different people who are asking questions, and there's an aide that goes around to it. Well, she came up with the mic and, and uh, you know, was get, trying to take the mic from him, and he pushed her arm away, and he denied that on his own channel. But there's a picture that Fox has on their website here, which clearly shows him putting his arm on top of her arm and pushing it away. And I watched the video. If you want to look up the video, I'm sure it's easy to Google. But anyway, it was a pretty heated exchange. I've, I've never really seen anything like that before. But anyway, here's the story about him being banned. C CNN's Jim Acosta has press pass suspended by White House, Sarah Sanders announces. CNN's chief White House correspondent, Jim Acosta's press pass to access the White House was suspended until further notice Wednesday, hours after he engaged in a contentious back and forth with President Trump. I've just been denied entrance to the White House, Acosta tweeted. Secret Service just informed me I cannot enter the White House grounds for my 8 p.m. hit. Well, that's, uh, I don't know if that's journalism jargon for the 8 p.m. hit or if the fact that he's trying to hit the president, but it's apropos. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders confirmed Acosta's tweet in a statement claiming the suspension of his press credentials stemmed from his placing his hands on a young woman just trying to do her job as a White House intern. She called his behavior absolutely unacceptable. The CNN reporter during a news conference at the White House, got into a heated debate with Trump after he asked the president about the migrant caravan. Trump told Acosta to let him do his job. Actually, this is what he said. He said, honestly, I think you should let me run the country and you run CNN, said Trump. So I thought that was pretty cool. Trump's, you know, like him or don't, uh, this is the thing that I like about him. He just says what's on his mind and he doesn't apologize for it. And I think that we have fell into this trap of apologizing, apologize, apologize, apologize every time that something happens and somebody misspeaks or maybe says a little something off color or something like that. We tend to hold these people to a, a level where they're going, oh, well, I, I really want to apologize to anybody that I may have offended. Well, you know what? Fuck them. If you offend them, so what? Who cares? You get your feelings hurt? I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit if you listen to this podcast and you get your feelings hurt about something I say. You know what? Fuck you. That's what I say because this is my podcast. This is my voice. This is the way I talk. And this is what I'm going to say. And if you don't like it, then don't listen to the damn thing. Don't share it. Don't but really do anyway. But you know what I'm saying. 
So anyway, the reporter tried to ask him another question before a female White House aide walked over to, to him, and Trump then told him that's enough. Acosta continued to talk to the intern as she was seen trying to take the microphone from his hand. She grabbed the microphone, but Acosta wouldn't give it up, and there was a brief contact between the two. Sanders, in a statement, which Acosta later labeled, uh, labeled a lie, see, I said he denied it, Sarah's in a statement, said that the President Trump feels in, believes in free press and expects and welcomes tough, tough questions of him and his administration. He took several of them. Contrary to CNN's assertion, there is no greater demonstration of the President's support of free press than the event he held today. Only they would attack the President for not being supportive of a free press in the midst of him taking 68 questions from 38 different reporters over the course of a half hour and a half including several from the reporter in question i mean you know 68 questions 35 different reporters that's that's a hell of a news conference but anyway the fact that cnn is proud of the way their employee behaved is not only disgusting it is an example of their outrageous disregard for everyone cnn said wednesday that acosta's suspension was done in retaliation for his challenging questions and that Sanders lied in her explanation of what unraveled. She provided fraudulent accusations and cited an incident that never happened. The unprecedented decision to, is a threat to our democracy. Jim Acosta has our full support. Well, she didn't lie, because he did place his hands on the uh, aide. You just can't do that. You can't place hands on somebody. I guarantee you, if that had been a liberal president and a conservative reporter, same shit would have happened. I'm glad he did it. Piss on that. If you don't have any more respect for the president and the office of the president than to be rude and ask questions like that, you know, you can ask tough questions, but when the president said that's enough, and I, I mean, he asked several questions before that happened. And then the president said, I'm asking, why don't you let me run the country and you run CNN? I mean, you know, it's President Trump. What are you going to do? Let it go, man. Let it go. Let somebody else answer or ask some questions. So Fox News is talking about that. The third third third. It's late, folks. Well, actually, it's early. It's almost five o'clock in the morning. My time right now as I'm recording this. Uh, the third story is about Tucker Carlson. A mob chants threats outside Tucker Carlson's D.C. home. Well, there you go. A self-described left-wing Antifa group posted videos of a mob outside the Washington, D.C. home of Fox News' Tucker Carlson Wednesday evening chanting, Tucker Carlson, we will fight. We know where you sleep at night. Well, there you go. The now-deleted video was posted on social media by Smash Racism DC. The same group made headlines in September after activists confronted Senator Ted Cruz, Republican from Texas, who held on to his seat, by the way, over Beto O'Rourke down there in Texas. It was a close race, a lot closer than it should have been, and I'm really glad that Beto O'Rourke didn't win. He is a darling of all the leftists out there, not the liberals, the leftists out there who are into socialism, and that's, that. this would have been a bad thing, but he did end up, end up beating him, so congratulations, Ted Cruz. But anyway, they confronted Ted Cruz and his wife inside a restaurant during uh, Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court confirmation hearings. The group posted on Facebook that Carlson spreads fear into our homes and said it wanted to even the score. 
Each night you remind us that we are not safe. Tonight we remind you that you are not safe either. They also chanted, Racist shitbag, leave town. The post was later removed. Well, see, I don't know if any, any of y'all listen to Tucker Carlson. He, he's kind of an asshole too, I mean, but he holds people's feet to the fire and he asks a lot of tough questions of his guests and he will bring, in fact, he likes to bring people onto his show that he doesn't necessarily agree with. And I think that's awesome. All right, let's review the Fox News uh, top three. Was uh, the just the fact story about the nightclub shooting or a little more detail than CNN, which they said that 11 people were injured and maybe the gunman was still at large but pinned inside the nightclub. Let's hope they get rid of that uh, diligently. And the second story is about how Jim Acosta from CNN was barred and his White House press credentials were uh, suspended. And the third one was Antifa group post video of a mob chanting threats outside of Tucker Carlson's home. So there you go. That is CNN versus Fox News, folks. All right, now it's time for a little bit of news from the unknown redneck. Hey, y'all, it's unknown redneck here. We're glad to have Kevin back from Kevin's podcast show. We sure did miss him. But I just want to tell you right now, I, for one, am very glad that that darn election is over. Lord, how mercy I got so tired of seeing them darn electioneering commercials on the TV and this and a calling that and a, a hoo-ha and that and a calling this and a ha-ha and that, all that mud slanging going around all over the place. And I'm just going to tell you right now, that ain't no kind of place for us in our politics around here. I wish people could just say, this is what I stand for and this is what she stands for or he stands for and that's the way we're going to go. And if you believe on what I do, then you vote it. And if you believe on what they do, then you vote them. And then we'll see who comes out in the end. But no, we got to slang some mud all over the place. And I'm really glad this whole electioneering thing is over for a while. I guess the next one we'll see will probably be the president race. But anyhow, I'm glad of that. And Kurt Angle's glad of it too because he said he kept getting calls on his cell phone. Yeah, he's got a cell phone now. He started working down there at the video game store. Got himself a, got a little money in his pocket. And he's buying himself a little thing here and there and going on. But he got, got himself a cell phone. He said that darn thing has rung off the wall. Got text messages and all kinds of stuff. Talking about what this electioneering's doing, that electioneering's doing, and everything else. And he's just tired of it. Every time he get a, a text, he'd think it was something good. And then he'd get down there and look at it. And it'd be, vote for this and or vote for that. And then he said he was tired of it. And I don't blame him. I really don't. And Starla Jean said that uh, she went down there and voted, and there was a big old long line. I voted early. I got done, got that stuff done, took care of. Me and Cheryl was out to Walmart. We just went on over and voted one day, and it wasn't no line to get to. If you're going to vote, I think that's the way to go. People who wait till the last minute, I don't know about them. Anyhow, Starla Jean's still seeing that there Frenchie feller, and I guess we'll, uh, See how he's going to do. He said that he come over and eat dinner with us. He said that's real good. Next time, he said he's going to make us something from Canada. And I'm like, well... I thought Canada pretty much just eat what we eat. I don't know. Anyway, he said it's something called poutine. Poutine. Poutine or something like that. Anyhow, he's supposed to come over next week or so and make it for us, and I'll tell you if I like it or not. And uh, Cheryl will take a little break. I guess he'll get to cook on that new stove. She's still liking that, and then boy, I am too, because I ain't missing no burnt biscuits, that's for sure. Well, anyway, just wanted to tell everybody that we're glad that Kevin's back on the Kevin's Podcast Show. We sure do appreciate it. Thank you for listening. I appreciate y'all. And you know where I am. 
Well, thank you there, Unknown Redneck. I sure do appreciate that. I appreciate everybody that prayed for me, sent love my way from a little medical issue there. I'm healing up fine. Everything's doing good, not having any problems. Don't expect any problems, and that's a wonderful thing. And now it's time for entertainment news. I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? From BoxOfficeMojo.com, October delivered a record $820 million at the domestic box office. That's crazy. Another month and another record falls as October 2018 domestic calendar grows top Grosses topped $800 million for the first time ever, outperforming last October by more than 47%. Leading the charge was Sony's Venom, but it was a collective effort among several films, including fellow October releases of Star is Born and Halloween, all of which topped $100 million at the domestic box office compared to last year, which didn't see a single film generate over $83 million over the course of the month. In fact, this is the first time ever that more than one film brought in over $100 million in the month of October, as studios continue to find ways to make use of the year-round year release calendar. A lot of us like to go to the theater. I enjoy going to the theater. A lot of people don't like that. I do. I like to go to the theater, get me some popcorn, watch the movie in the dark with a bunch of strangers. It's an odd thing to do, but I like it. Anyway, for the second time this year, Universal topped all studios, with October grosses totaling just shy of $250 million for eight films in release. Leading the way was the studio's release of Halloween, which delivered the second-largest October opening of all time with $76.2 million and currently ranks as the fourth-largest R-rated horror film of all time. And from a franchise perspective, it is easily the highest gross in the Halloween franchise, and on top of that, it has already outgrossed the last three entries of the franchise combined. All right, that's entertainment news, folks. And we're going to move right along. Kingsport, Tennessee. Bear Buns half-naked Tennessee woman falls through a restaurant ceiling. Kingsport, Tennessee police say a half-naked woman fell through a restaurant ceiling and landed in its kitchen. News outlets report 26-year-old Harley C. Morton was arrested Tuesday on charges including trespassing and disorderly conduct. A Kingsport police report says a cookout employee called 911 when the naked bottom half of a woman dropped through the ceiling tiles. It said a responding officer found her wallet with her ID on the restaurant's roof. 
Police say she may have gotten into the ceiling through the air conditioning unit. It says Morton fell through the ceiling again while the officer was on the roof. It says she landed on the floor and was arrested by other officers. It's unclear if she has a lawyer. And that, my friends, is something damn great in the volunteer state. Okay, that's been the pod, folks. Goofing around a little bit with my recording equipment. Uh, Leave me a comment on the Anchor podcast. You can go on there, leave me a message. Leave me one, let me know how the audio sounded on this one. Don't forget, you can always listen to me on the Anchor podcast app. If you want to start your own podcast, get the Anchor podcast app. It is free in the uh, App Store for iPhone. It's free in the Google Play or whatever you use on the Android device. I'm not exactly sure. I don't use that device. Nothing is them. I just don't use them. Uh, But you can also pick me up on Stitcher. You can get me on uh, Spotify. You can get me on the iTunes. Oh, and if you go on iTunes, give me a rating, folks. If you listen to me on an iPhone and you're using the iPhone podcast app, go give me a rating. Leave the comment. It really does help. I appreciate it so much. Also, I'm going to try to get a guest in here for my next episode. I, don't, I might have Derek back. I don't know. I got a friend of mine that I'm going to talk to coming in here. And I'm also going to ask a couple other people. I want to just come in here and just let them talk and comment, just like uh, Derek did the last time. I thought he did a fine job. Anyway, folks, I appreciate all the love and the prayers that's been giving me out there. And until next time, it is Deuces and Duck Lips. Your boyfriend's a bitch, he ain't shit, he can suck